In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom to everybody. We are public reading of Scripture. Pastor Mike Golay here. We are at one month, a little over a month, since savage, brutal, demon-possessed Hamas operatives invaded Israel and brutally murdered, killed, maimed, raped Israeli citizens. This evening, we're going to be reading from Mark two chapters and Proverbs two chapters. I promised that we would continue that. We will. As a way to sit back and reflect over our own souls and the work and the person of Jesus Christ, and the concentrated wisdom that we find in the book of Proverbs. Now, again, many of you, and I've invited you to do this, have the ability to simply write a prayer on Facebook or on YouTube. Both chat rooms are open. It's actually been so overwhelming in the past that there was so much text coming through that it actually overcooked the system and the broadcast shut down the YouTube channel a few weeks ago. So I'd love to do the same thing. I'd love for you to be used by the Spirit of God, be led by the Spirit of God. Let's not forget, there's over 200 hostages that we need to find. Let's not forget, some of the Palestinians in Gaza, some of them, want no part of this Hamas. And many of them have come out and said that at the risk of their own life as they've made their way to the southern part of the Gaza Strip. As we speak, and since the beginning, I'm proud to say that the U.S. Air Force, which I'm a part of, and the United States military has been supplying Israel with ordnance all along the way so they can carry out their mission and eradicate evil from the face of the planet. With those people who have crossed the line, who have had so many chances, so many chances to do the right thing, shocking that even underneath the city of Hamas is a very developed and advanced second city of tunnels, access points, storage facilities, meeting points, sleeping points. I mean, there's the equivalent of many hotels and infrastructure underneath the ground. Amazing. Imagine if the Hamas would have taken those billions of dollars that many nations have given them to use it for infrastructure. That being said, Keep that in mind as you pray. Salvation is still knocking at the door for all peoples. And we're going to be reading some inspiring stories this evening from the text and walking away, hopefully, with a renewed sense of passion for Jesus Christ, his word, and his mission in our own lives, in our own context, in those circles of influence, of relationships that we all have. Let's pray. Lord, pray that you would bless this time. Thank you for each person watching this right now, whether live or after the fact that you would dig down deep into all of our hearts, do your surgeries, allow us to walk away from this refreshed, encouraged, and rejuvenated in our faith. We pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.
All right, folks, we are in Proverbs chapter three. We're going to do, sorry, yeah, Proverbs chapter three. We're going to do two Proverbs, and uh, then we're going to reflect. I'm going to open up the chat for that. Love to see what you think. Love to see your prayers. Keep those prayers coming. Every prayer that you write is heard by God. Whoever said that you actually have to go somewhere and then say it or, or say it in your mind, we can write prayers too, can't we? Uh, God sees everything. We'll pick up where we have left off last week, Mark chapter 3. And this is speaking of Jesus. He entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? to save a life, or to kill. But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Notice that Jesus actually felt anger. Jesus felt anger. Many of us feel anger. Put that into your toolbox of theology, my friends. God has given us every emotion to feel at the times where outright injustice is before our very eyes. But Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him. And from Judea and Jerusalem and Idumea, by the way, is southern Jordan, Idumea. It's, the, it's Edom. That's where that Edomia word comes from, and beyond the Jordan. And those from Tyre and Sidon, Lebanon, and a great multitude, when they had heard how many things he was doing, came to him. So he told his disciples that a small boat should be kept ready for him because of the multitude, lest they should crush him. There was that many people. For he healed many, so that as many as had afflictions pressed about him to touch him. And the unclean spirits, whenever they saw him, fell down before him and cried out, saying, You are the Son of God! But he sternly warned them that they should not make him known. And he went up on the mountain and called to him who he himself wanted, and they came to him. Then he appointed twelve, that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have power over, to, over sickness and to cast out demons. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, to whom he gave the name, name Bionerges, that is, the sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, and James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him, and they went into a house. Then the multitude came together again so that they could not so much as eat bread. But when his own people heard about this, they went out to lay hold of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He has Beelzebub, and by the ruler of demons he casts out demons. So he called to them, called them to himself, and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, 
but as an end. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then he will plunder his house. Assuredly, I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the sons of men and whatever blasphemies they may utter. But he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation, because they said he has an unclean spirit. What is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? It's saying that the works of the Holy Spirit are satanic. The works of the Holy Spirit are satanic is what they were saying. By the spirit of Belzebub, he casts out demons. Now, if you're at that point where you're, you're saying to the spirit of God that he's satanic, you can only imagine how far salvation is from you. If you say no to the Holy Spirit, there's no other hope. Then his brothers and his mother came and standing outside, they sent to him, calling him, and a multitude was sitting around him. And they said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. But he answered them, saying, who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. Now we're going to move to, sorry, that was Mark. That was Mark. Now we're going to go to Mark chapter 4. Then we'll come back to the Proverbs. Then he came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart from him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. And he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. Isn't it ironic that these demonic forces were so desperate, so scared of Jesus, that their only alternative in their mind, and they had to ask permission from Jesus, to go to the lowest, slimiest, disgusting, despised animal, according to the Jewish kosher laws, which was the pig. They, they would have settled to be in a pig then out of the country. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country, and they went out to see what was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid, 
And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon-possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. Now, why would that be? I'd love to hear what you think about that in the chat. Why were they so scared of Jesus after this incident? And he got into the boat. He had been, and when he had got, when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis, that's all the cities on the eastern side of the Galilee region, a few of them on the south side, all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Jesus went in with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. And if you look at that in the Greek, it's the fringes of his garment. It's the tassels. It's the, it's the tzitzit. It's the tassels, those little strings on the four corners of a talit, which is a prayer shawl. That's what she grabbed. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. It's exactly what Jesus does. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard that word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid. Only believe. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Can you imagine? She's dead. Everyone knew it. And he comes in and says that with such confidence and calm and peace. Look what they did, and they ridiculed him. Of course, they thought, probably many thoughts about Jesus. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. And he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is Aramaic, it's translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. 
immediately. The girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. Isn't that amazing? Give this little child something to eat. Now, I'm going to open up the chat room. I want to see your comments. I want to see exactly what you're praying right now and what your observations are from this passage. So as you do that, I'm going to go on over to Proverbs and get ready with Proverbs. We're going to be looking at chapter 3 and 4. Look at these wonderful comments. Thank you, Lisa, for praying for the IDF. I'm going to keep these rolling, and we're going to go over to Proverbs chapter 3. Take a look. All of these prayers, all of these people observing what the Lord is teaching through Scripture. Friends, that's what public reading of Scripture is. We just sit back, we relax, and we ask God to speak to us, to fix us, to challenge us, to bring us closer to Him through His Word. We do this in a community every single week. We call it PRS for short. The supernatural power of Jesus is real. Yeah, you're right, Jim. Jazel Ramos is praying for Israel. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry, Virginia. I, I messed up the, the chapters, didn't I? Well, there is going to be for sure chapter 3 of Proverbs, and we're for sure going to read chapter 4. So let's go ahead and get started. Chapter 3, Proverbs. My son, do not forget my law. But let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns may be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. In her left, in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. Are you soaking this in? She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep wisdom and discretion. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so that they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then, and only then, you will walk safely in your way, 
and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. You struggle with sleeping? A proverb proverb day can really make you sleep well if you reflect on it. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence. And that's the confidence we need to pray over Israel. I challenge everybody to write those prayers, that they would find a renewed relationship with Jesus for the first time even. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due. When it is in the power of your hand to do so, do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I give it when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Do not strive with a man without cause if he has not done harm to you. I wish that Hamas would read this and heed it, don't you? Do not oppress the oppressor or envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways, for the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. But his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses those, the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. We've had a front row seat to the truth of this in the last month in the Middle East specifically. Look at, I'm seeing all these prayers. I cannot resist folks to just look at this as they are loading into the system right now. Look at this. God's people doing the work of prayer, as it says in the New Testament, pray without ceasing. This is our opportunity, folks. In fact, if you haven't done so already and you know someone who loves Israel, this is their chance to express these Holy Spirit-led prayers written down for God to see, for the world to see. All of these are going to be stored on the YouTube channel and our Facebook channel. You are the most beautiful people on the face of the earth. Right now, I'm looking at you. You could have been elsewhere, but you were here tonight. Whatever time zone you're in, it could be morning, it could be day. This is beautiful. Now I'm going to put up Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to read Proverbs chapter 4. Listen to this. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. And I will take this chat down just so we can focus. And give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And in all your understanding, in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Big words, big promises. Verse 10. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. 
I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of, of right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. And when you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction and do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. Hmm. Know anyone like that in the Middle East? And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness. and They drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun. It shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Can you pray for that for all the peoples right now? The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and, but, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Chat, chat time. And we'll pull the caption. What did you hear the Lord say to you during this reading? Well, I'm going to share my thoughts, and I would love for you to share yours. We're doing two things. We're multitasking. We're praying for Israel in the situation, and we're also reflecting on what God is saying to us personally. We don't just sit here and say, the Hamas should do this or Israelis should do that. We are praying righteousness over the situation, and we're also praying it over ourselves and applying it. All I can say right now is, we need to flee evil. It's very easy to say, wow, I'm not as bad as Hamas. I mean, they're really evil. Yeah, they are. But all of us have a choice every day that we wake up to do evil or to do good. And as for me, there are daily decisions that I have to make to do the right thing. And we know that if we do the right thing, the blessing of the Lord follows. If we do the wrong thing, we can count on a lot of calamity. A lot of calamity. Now look at these beautiful comments. We have prayers. We have comments. I like how Sia says, God is saying, fear not. When we trust in him, there is nothing to fear because we put our fear and our respect and our adoration in God, and he returns it with peace no matter what we're going through. There's no situation in life that's too hard to present to the table that God says, oh boy, I don't know what to do there. God has a smile. He's always ready to act. He's always ready to, to guide us through anything that comes our way. And so I feel compelled right now just to have you join me as we just pray over Israel. Folks, I'm going to pray for the big, big miracle that somehow, some way, 
the hostages would be either found or released. And I know that's a huge miracle, but we serve a great God. Will you join with me as we pray? Lord, I thank you for your word. Thank you from Mark's gospel that we saw that you are way more powerful than 2,000 demonic forces that didn't even feel worthy of any other animal except the lowest on the food chain according to the Mosaic Law Code. We thank you that you are capable of raising people from the dead, healing, and we pray right now for the miraculous discovery of these hostages in the Gaza Strip or wherever they're at. We pray that the evil of Hamas would be exposed as we have, and it is being exposed and people are coming out. And Lord, that you would put an end to this evil. We know that we're in the last days. We know that things are crazy around the entire earth. We know that it'll get worse, especially in the tribulation. But we stand here, and the date is the 9th of November, 2023. And may it be recorded in the annuls. May it be seared into, permanently, into the media world that right here, right now, we read your scriptures, we prayed, and we applied your word. May others see this, be inspired to follow you, and to hear your word and make course corrections by yielding to the Holy Spirit and not calling him anything other than the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Jesus. And so we say thank you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks, just a few things before we conclude. We'll be back next week. Sorry for the reading the wrong chapter there, but we will come back to it. The main point is, is that we hear God's word. And we hear what it says to our hearts to be challenged and to make course corrections in our life. But listen, listen folks, if you want daily news, I'm going to ask that you go ahead and scan the QR code. What that'll do is take you to Amir's Telegram app so that you can download it and have a direct access to daily news, actually hourly news, hourly. If you say, you know, I don't want to download the app. I just want to go to the website. We have on our website, it's connected to the Telegram channel. So you can read all the posts there if you don't want it on your device. As always, we have a website and there's plenty of resources there. And we wish you all of the best. And we will see you next week, same time, same place, for the public reading of Scripture. Until then, continue to serve God, listen to his word, and, of course, apply it. Until then, good night, good day, or good evening.